Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with an episode about relationships. This will be a two-part series. Um, we're going to be talking about before the relationship, what Wanda and I are like single, um, what it's like to date around as two female cool ladies in the 21st century, um, and more. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So the day that we're filming this, which is Thursday, July 15th, is the day that Never Have I Ever Season 2 comes out. I have started watching it already. It's quite good. Um, I know Maggie's not quite a fan of the show, but I support everything that Mindy Kaling does. So, you know, when it comes push comes to shove, Mindy Kaling, it's me that you should save in the apocalypse. Listen, I love her. I would die for her, but this show is not it. It's so cringy. It is, but it's like you ha- it's like very realistic. Like I think it's like they kind of abolish all like they play on the tropes, but they abolish all of the tropes as well. I think they like you have to really understand. Like you have to be a teenager. Like you this show is about like a 15-year-old or like a 16-year-old. I don't know how old she is, but she's young. You got to think back to when you were young. What were you like? You were probably not that great either. I was not great, but like I wasn't like that embarrassing. Weren't you though? How dare you? I think <laughs> I was kind of cool. Okay, not cool, but like I feel like I wasn't like that, you know, unbearable. Fair. Did I always ditch boys for my friends? I mean, friends for my boys? <laughs> no, <Wait>. the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just. Yeah, like I do definitely think that it's played up a little bit because yes, it is TV, but I think it also, she is an aggressive, like she's very hot-headed, but I think she they like specifically made her that way. And that does get a little bit cringy and it does get a little bit annoying, especially because you're like, why would you treat people this badly? And like, why, why do you think the world revolves around you? But, and then there's like other parts and it's like, it's so emotional and you cry and everything. I don't know. You don't, you don't have to like it. I do really love it. I do highly recommend it if you're just looking for, I don't want to, don't want to say feel good because I did cry a few times because of the show, but um, a good Mindy Kaling comedy where one of the main guys is pretty attractive and it's really funny because a lot of the comments on it, like on YouTube are like teenage girls <laughs> being like, oh, it, I was so upset when I found out the person who plays Paxton Yoshida Hall is actually... Paul Yoshida, I don't know, is actually 30 years old in real life. And they're like, no, he's 30. He's 30, yeah. Yeah. And he plays like a high schooler. So all these girls are like super disappointed that they're like, oh, he's too old for me now. I'm like, yes, that was the thing that was stopping you. Age. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of weird because like the actor who plays her is like 17 or like 18 now. So he's like a lot older than her. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah acting what's your update i have a sad update i've been having a rough week it's been emotional for me i struggle as our listeners know with hormonal acne and it comes and goes but lately it's been very bad and my dermatologist likes to joke with me um and sometimes i wonder about it he asked if i was adopted as we remember in a previous episode. Well, no, because he was like, oh, it's like genetic because there's like nothing we can do about it. It's like you're past the age of 25, like because it's only on your chin. That means like it's nothing with your eating either. So we don't know what it could be. It could be genetic. 
could just be a bunch of hormones. Like, we don't know. Let's try a bunch of things. And nothing has been working. And I feel like the ugliest person alive. But this is a note to future Maggie, because now I'm done being sad, that it's okay. You know, acne comes and goes. Still struggling with self-acceptance of this. But I think, I think it's silly to be sad about it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. We know you're not adopted because, like, Jordan says you look like your brother. So that's really mean. <laughs> um, the other thing is, like, is it like after 25? Like, do I, because, like, I still get acne occasionally. So it's like at the age of 25, if I still get it, does that mean something's like. I don't know. I was just reading about this afterwards, but he was just like, oh, weird. We're on birth control and you're taking these other medications and nothing seems to be working. And you're past 25. Very interesting. Now I'm like, oh, God. Now I wanna, I'm want i an adult with acne. Maybe, like, people don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about acne enough as adults. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, this will disappear when you're an adult. And it doesn't. And it makes me sad. Makes me sad, too. I was under the impression by the time that I turned 20, all of my acne will just simply wash away and my skin would be flawless and clear all the time after that. I want my money back. Anyway, that's my sad update, but I think there is hope in the future. I am optimistic. I'm sad right now, but I'm optimistic. Yeah, I read this thing that is like, if you constantly think negative thoughts and you put negative thoughts out into the universe, then you will only get negative like things will happen to you confirming this. But if you put out positive thoughts, then it's like you will get positive things from the universe. And I'm like, this feels like bullshit, but apparently it's actually real. Like, I understand it. Like, I get where it's coming from, like to always be optimistic, but it's like, shut up. Stop with this manifestation nonsense. I now I think I say like oh it can't get any worse than this as my positive affirmation <laughs> okay what's your beef or crush of the week um my beef of the week is myself um I don't know why I did this but I decided to last minute agree to take on writing a grant um for my professor so that a portion of the grant can be allocated to me. It's like a little bit more than $10,000 a year if like we do get the grant, but it's like it's due on July 26th. So today is July 15th. I have 11 days to not only write it, uh, get it edited by my professor, and then get it um, reviewed by another faculty member. This is a lot for 11 days. Like it doesn't like it's Technically, it's not a lot. So it's only a five-page proposal plus a two-page budget plus like a two-page uh, references. So it doesn't seem like a lot and it feels doable. But as I'm writing it today, I'm like, holy crap, Wanda, why did you do this to yourself? Why did you put yourself under such a strict timeline to do this thing? Because I think it, like, it kind of started as like, a, I was just curious about it. And I was like, okay, let me see. And then I'll decide on it. But then I got so far like into this rabbit hole i will say that it ended up just being oh so you've like accepted it and i'm just like i guess i have <laughs> and i have decided to write this but as a bonus that my professor has written down in writing that if i go to any conference he will pay for me to have my own hotel room rather than having to share it with another student so that is a 
So that is my motivation. And as Jordan puts it, my motivations are fame, fortune, and my own toilet. That's kind of poetic. That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fame, fortune, and my own toilet. We're like, on a poster, guys. We'll have it on our next t-shirts rolling out for apologetically me. <laughs> Yeah, that that I guess that is our new tagline. I mean, realistically, if you have fame and fortune, you should have your own toilet. But I mean, like, <laughs> just in case, just in case. Anyways, I was I'll, I'll probably be happy I did this in the future. But as of right now, I hate myself for it. Writing's hard. Back to you. My beef of the week is OK, we're entering stage three in Ontario here starting tomorrow, so which I'm happy about. But also, restaurants are struggling, and they seem to have not learned their lesson. But you know what? It's like a, a double-edged sword. So I really like online reservations. And we seem to be struggling very hard with online reservations for a few restaurants in Toronto. Everything is booked up, and we're the thing we want to do is next month. And that is insane. What are people doing? Like, that, like what? Hello? And I tried to call in and they're like, sorry, we have limited seating. Like you have to come at like 5 p.m. for dinner. Like we're not old people. Um, and a lot of places too in Toronto, when I was looking for getting brunch with my friends, it's like walk-in only, no reservation. And it's like, really, did we not learn our lesson after COVID that we need to schedule things and and know when we want to do things? I don't want to wait in line for no reason around a bunch of people. Do we really want to go back to COVID stage two? No, we don't. But I understand because if they do reservations, people don't show up, they lose money, that kind of thing. But like, I love reservations. I like planning. Yeah, I think from like, a, I don't know, though, because like reservations, I guess you could also like staff people, right? Like if you know that you have at least this many people coming, then you know that you should staff it accordingly. And you yeah. can order things accordingly so i like i was gonna say that like from a restaurant point of view it maybe makes sense not to have reservations but then now i think about it it kind of does the like the shitty thing is yeah if you have no shows and you don't have like and you like rejected a lot of people because of these no shows like it's you kind of like lose out on this table and on this on like money but then like most restaurants who are completely booked up usually also have like a lot of people who are willing just to like wait around for a table what i don't understand is why it's so booked up like why is it that we can't even get a reservation for like any time on like in a month from now like is it just because there's limited seating or is it because there's a lot of eager people ready to get out of the house yeah what it's not even like a special holiday or something it's like a normal saturday night mm -hmm. And it's completely booked. And this happened last year, too, for your birthday. Yeah. So it seems like your birthday is a very popular time. But last year, we also ended up booking like a week, not even a week in advance because oh. we were we not sure what to do. Yeah. This time we were sure, but like I didn't think that it was going to be this aggressive, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, maybe someone will drop out and then there will be reservations because I think seven is a odd number. And it's yeah. like you would need like an eight person table and there's not a lot of like multi people tables. So maybe that's why, because I was looking at six people and there's a lot of reservations for six people. Oh, that's interesting. That's six and not seven. Yeah. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, 
Good, good beef. Good beef and crushes. No crushes. No crushes. Wow, we've been in crushes in a while. So we're going to be talking about relationships. Um, we're going to be talking about before the relationship specifically, when to get there. Um, and Wanda, how long have you been in a relationship for? Um, what month is it? It is July. So just over two years. Nice. So you were a veteran. I, I don't know if that is true. Like, we know people who have been together for, like, five plus years. Do you think the number of years or months or whatever, do you think the time counts in relationship of what makes you a veteran or not? I think it... Uh... This is hard. Right? It's tricky because, like, I know a couple who have been together for five years, but they have so many communication problems. And then it just, like, ended horribly. I mean, yeah, like, like, take, for example, like, just because the length of time doesn't mean how, like, good it is. I think it's really about, like, because someone could have an equally strong relationship one year in as someone who has been together for, like, eight years or something. Like, it really depends on the two people, how open their communication is, how comfortable they are around each other but i do think like the difference between like one to the first like maybe like six months from and then from six months to a year i think there are like maybe differences because i think you do try to put your best foot forward in the beginning of the relationship so you don't fart around each other you don't like you're not as gross i guess within like the first couple of months maybe not maybe you are immediately farters and you just fart all the time in front of each other go you but it takes me a while. That's my comfort zone. Like, if I can fart in front of you, that's when, that's, like, when we've reached, like, pretty much, like, maximum comfort. Whoa. That's interesting. Actually, there was a TikTok about this. There's this um, TikTok influencer. Like, she gives a lot of relationship advice. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, in her previous relationships, she can never sleep comfortably at night with any of her exes. But now with her current boyfriend, she just like lets it all out and she sleeps so comfortably with him. And it's because she's able to fart in front of him. Yeah, that's I think that's like the sign of a healthy relationship, being able to fart in front of each other and like as quickly as possible, like as quickly, as comfortably as you can. After that point, I think you get a lot stronger. Yeah, and you should be doing it in the first couple months. Yes, I think so. Because, like, holding farts suck. Like, especially if you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Like, can, like, what are you going to do? Like, go outside and fart? Yeah, I guess that is that is true. Yeah, I get so uncomfortably bloated. Yes. Ooh, that was really loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the you feeling. wait for the guy to go or you're like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to let it all out. Um, <laughs> my past experience is usually the guy that goes first uh for jordan i'm pretty sure it was like within like a like a few days or like within like two weeks like he 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 was just like i'm a very gassy individual i'm like (laughs) yeah and then i think it took me a bit longer i think it was like maybe three or four weeks like on almost like a month what about you what was the original question that i don't remember <laughs> oh wait it was how long have you been in a relationship for and do you think time matters in a relationship? <laughs> um okay let me okay so how long have you been do you think time matters and do you what do you think about the farting rule i have been in a relationship with nicholas our episode 10 podcast guest oh yeah 
we're three months now. Time flies. A little over three months. Yeah, that time does fly. We hadn't even met in person at the time of that episode. That was funny. Wanda pressured me into inviting him. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I kind of like this guy. This is kind of weird. And I was like quiet. And I was like off my game that episode. But now, now we good. know why. Yeah, because I was crushing on him. Um, that was fun. It was like having your mom supervise a date. That's what it felt like. <laughs> How dare you? He yeah. thinks I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, so we've been together for three months now. A while. Yeah, I feel like it's been a long time. Like longer than three months. Second question was, what was it? Do you think time matters? Yeah. Um, well, I can't pretend that I'm a relationship expert after only being in a relationship for three months. I think that's silly of me to assume that because like, we're still relatively new, I think. Like, we, we're still just starting out. But I feel like you can never be too young to have good habits because I think we have pretty good habits. Like, right now, I think we have a healthy relationship to some sort of degree. For the most part, I am very, this is also my first adult relationship. So this is all very new to me, but I think we're, we're on a good, on a good approach. Um, we do not fart in front of each other. I think you should talk about it. Weird, but I am like, because we spend so much time together and by the end of the night, I'm like, oh my God, I need to go home. Or like when we sleep and I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I cannot sleep. I need to go home. Now think about it. If you were to spend a vacation together, <laughs> so long, I will be so backed up. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I'm surprised that you guys haven't had this conversation yet. I think it was like I always thought that it was like very well known, but maybe like me and this TikTok person are the only people who preach it. <laughs> I feel like it's a good thing because Gabby was talking about it with me too the other day. But she was talking about her friend and she was like, yeah, I don't even care. Like, I think it's like really good if you fart in front of me. I think it's a sign we're super comfortable. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, Gabby, you're one of my best friends. I have never farted in front of you. I don't think I would ever fart in front of friends. I have like a, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get that comfortable. But you can be comfortable with the boyfriend, but not me. Yeah, but it's like we don't spend like weeks on end together. Yes. And it's like, I want to maintain my dainty ladylike status in front of you. Okay, okay, fair. But like, maybe that's what it is. I want to maintain my dainty status, my dainty female like reputation to my boyfriend. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's like, if anything, like that would be the one person where you should be not maintaining that, if that makes sense. I mean, realistically, we should fart in front of each other, like me and you. I mean, we should, but we don't really spend, like, that much 24-7. Yeah. So I'd be like, Wanda, can you not hold it for one hour? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to save them all for you. I'm going to go, I'm going to save them up, go to your house, and let it all rip. Like, it's been, we're in public, Wanda, please. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. I think that's hilarious. Um, so what did you think you were like when you were single? Single, Like, do you think you were always on the prowl? I mean, yeah, well, like, <laughs> it's been a while. So it's like, I, back in the day, I was. Because, like, again, we've talked about this before, where it's like, I put my self-worth on, like, other people and rather than myself. So it was always like, I need external validation, external <laughs> compliments and everything. So you could say I was always on the prowl, but I wasn't necessarily, like, looking 
for like a relationship. I was very happy mm-hmm. being single. I always thought I was going to stay single my entire life because that's how I just felt in high school. And I don't know why I did all the mentality. Maybe it was chick flicks and rom-coms that gave me an unrealistic expectation. I remember this. I remember at one point you were like, oh, high school me would be so disappointed in me right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? You seem happy. But you were like, oh, long-term relationships. Yeah. Me disappointed right now. Yeah. That was not that was not the dream. High See, that's the thing, though, because it's like when you look back at it, I know teenage me would be unhappy because of that. But it's like it, teenage me is not making all the decisions for 20 year old me. So I am happy now. So that's good. But yeah, um, if I were to be, I guess, like uh, single again, I don't think I'd be go like I would not be that crazy. I don't think I would do anything differently than I do now. Maybe I'd hang out with my friends more. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think like me as a I've been single for so long in my life. Like I think I was known as like the perpetually single one. Yeah. And I was like totally okay with that too. Like I had no issues with it. And like I think because I struggle so much with like self-esteem and everything, I was like, I really want to make sure that I like me first. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's irresponsible of me to be in a relationship when I don't even know what I want yet and I don't even know what my feelings are but I feel like now that I'm in a relationship like I have to be super aware of myself like only I'm allowed to hate myself no one else is you know like no one else can put me down I have to make sure that only I'm I'm the only one allowed but when I was single I feel like I hated myself like a lot more do you think you would go back to that I mean I don't mind I think when I look back no, it's only three months ago. Um, I feel like I was still like, I was still like kind of happy. Like I had, I would kept a busy life. I did see my friends like all the time. I had hobbies. I had so much time to do stuff. I worked out all the time. I was so healthy. I am falling apart now. Yeah, I definitely missed like that part of like, I guess like how healthy you were because you had like really good habits and you would go to sleep like mm-hmm. all the time, on time, all the time. And the other thing was like, you'd always be free. Like not always, but like yeah. there was like, you were never, like, I could always message you and you were always there. I still reply to you all the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, sometimes I know. I know that you're like, it's like you'd be with Nicholas because I'd be like, ah, she's not replying within seconds or minutes of me <laughs> messaging her. And it's like, it's weird because as for as long as we've known each other, you like, you have like not seen anyone. So it's like, you were always free and always available. So now it's like, it's very different. It's like a shift from. It is like, a weird shift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way for you too. Like when you were with your ex or like Jordan or something, when you were with them, I was like, oh, okay. She's not replying right now. It's okay. Take your time. Um, But I'd always, like, I think when I was younger, I'd always be like a little bit like salty, I guess, where I was like, oh my God, like my girlfriends are like always prioritizing their boyfriend over me. Like I never see them anymore. They're always with them. What the hell? But now I'm like, okay, I get it. It's no big deal. But I think I do have a good balance. Like, I think I prioritize everything pretty well. Like, I always see my friends. I think I see my friends, like, pretty consistent. I see Gabby, like, almost every day. I think you need to prioritize yourself more. I do need to prioritize myself. I I put everyone above me. I haven't worked out in so long. Well, gyms are opening tomorrow, so. I do not want to wait in line. Um, Do you think I changed a lot from between when I was single to now that I'm in a relationship? 
Um, like personality wise, I don't think so. I think it's just more about how you allocate your time. I think that's the only thing that's kind of changed. Um, because like before it was always like, it was just like friends and yourself, but now you have like Nicholas friends and yourself. And then like, it's like that circle, right? Like it's a three like Venn diagram circles and you can only choose or like you can only choose two like that, like sleep, um, good grades and like money or something right and like this is this is your triangle of like you can only choose two and you've chosen nicholas and friends maybe so. is this is this something that everyone goes from the beginning of a relationship yes beginning um not i like personally i don't think i think three months in is like a long time <laughs> nice we made it <laughs> yeah because it's like i was i said this before because like i was like oh like this is the beginning it's fine everything's so new and so exciting and stuff like you just want to constantly like um be with this person but then eventually you got to the point where you settle into everyday life normalcy um that yes you still want to be with this person but you start to also prioritize like other things too like yourself like sleeping and all of those things and like if you don't you're gonna die <laughs> Three months in, I am dying. I am an emotional wreck. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, not sleeping, too. Because it's, like, it's not like you don't, it's, like, oh, you see each other, like, once every week. Or, like, you see each other once every couple of months or something where it's, like, very exciting and you stay up all night kind of thing. You see each other pretty consistently. We, yeah. <laughs> we do. Uh to be a young couple again. Yeah, I, know. I, I hate it. That's... <laughs> I guess it's like because we're talking about before like before the like before the relationship starts I kind of like that period but what I don't like is like the first few months of being in our new relationship I think it's like you have to kind of like adopt to this new person you have to like get them up to date <laughs> just train them yeah. on like your quirks and stuff and you have to get used yeah. to like their quirks they just don't like I don't know maybe like if you weren't really good friends before for example like there's a lot of things that it's just like it's hard like it's you're basically training this new person but right before that like that period is the best period because that period is like the flirtation period everything's still fun and like um mm -hmm. like there's no like really responsibilities or anything and then there's like the like the nice tension or whatever like you know like that's the fun period and then you get to the not so fun period and then the rest of it is much better yeah. You're in the not-so-fun period. <laughs> kind of fun. I feel like, yeah, the before the relationship, like the flirtatious period, I feel like that's when I'm most stressful. Oh, okay. But I feel like also that's when I look my best. You know what I mean? Because you try harder or because like... try harder to look oh. good. And I'm like, like I did my gua sha thing every day. My face looks so thin. I was working out every day. I ate so healthy. Um, Like, yeah, I was like, I was like super... That was like my lowest I've ever weighed in a long time, in like three years. And I was like, wow, go me. I'm great. Um, I mean, not that I gained like a lot of weight back, but I'm like, Maggie, come on, you're slipping. But it's okay. Self-love, whatever. Okay. Anyways. But I, yeah, I feel like it was super stressful because it was like, do they like me? Do they feel the same way about me? Why do I always have to make the first move? Why don't they say anything? Oh my God, am I oversharing? Like I overthink a lot. So I feel like that part is super stressful for me. Yeah, I guess it really, I guess it really depends on the mentality. I think like the way that I approach it is more of like a, there is no commitment here. And like, it could be 
that they like me it could be that they don't like me kind of thing like I do kind of still think about that because I am also an overanalyzer and overthinker but like at the same time like I like I think it's fun like I think it's like it's one of the funnest parts of like because everything's just so new and it's something to like just explore and you don't know what's there and you kind of just let the river flow and you like follow it down or whatever but yes I do agree I do think it could be like very stressful and I do remember being in those like bouts of like wait a second like did their feelings change for me did their Mm -hmm. like did I do something wrong and kind of thing but like but in the beginning of like a relationship it's also like that too like it's very Mm -hmm. much like you don't really know like where your footing is yeah that that is true I think yeah I think I'm more hot and cold too in the very beginning stages because it's like oh, well, fuck it. I don't think I like them that much. I'm going to go talk to other people too. Like, mm-hmm. got to make sure I, I don't put all my eggs in this basket. Got to keep talking to as many guys as I can. Um, And then it's also, oh, it was also like, I'm always looking for red flags. Like, what's going to make me run? And if they don't have any red flags, that just freaks me out even more. Why? Because I'm like, what the hell? What are you hiding? Uh. I guess. I mean, like, realistically, you're not supposed to go for people who have red flags. I mean, yes, but I like to see a little bit of flaw sometimes. But, like, that's not a red flag. That's, like, a yellow flag or, like, a red flag half mass. Like, what's your flaw, then? What would you say that you're... Oh, my flaw? That I'm too insecure, I think. Mm. I don't think I take it out in a negative way or anything on the other person. Yeah, I mostly bottle it all up. That could be the flaw. (laughs) And then until it all comes pouring out. (laughs) Mine are, I don't put the, uh, like, you know when you shower and you don't, um, and you have to, like, pull the thing up if you have, like, a bathtub shower kind of thing? After you shower, you're supposed to put it down so, like, when the next person uses, like, the tub, they don't get sprayed with water. It's like you share a bathroom kind of thing. So I don't put the thing down after I shower. So there's Mm -hmm. been many times where... um, Jordan has been sprayed with water. He had it coming. Yeah. He was about to shower anyways. Why does he care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, a second one is that I don't close. Like sometimes when I'm like uh, baking or cooking, I don't close cupboards all the way. Like I like to leave them open. So when I put the things back, I'll just put it back. But then sometimes I just, because that's developed into a habit, now I don't close them properly. Hmm. And then my third one is that I nag a lot. Mm. <laughs> leaving the best for last <laughs> I think I think I made my brother a lot I don't know what it'd be like with boyfriends I can't help it I I also can't help it it's because boys are dumb I said what I said I, I think it... but boys are dumb <laughs> I think it's just more of like a I have like a way of doing things and I like to get things mm. done very quickly and like when people don't necessarily follow the same same schedule that I do like I get very like passive aggressive about it mm. in the terms of nagging. This is true. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I feel like I am similar. I think I think I always look for sometimes I look for a fight, I think. I look for a fight but I'm like I ask trap questions where they have no way of answering things and then I get mad with their answer but then I'm like why did I even bother asking that question yeah I think it's like sometimes you just want to like entice drama yeah I'm so bored I need to I need some drama and chaos in my life (laughs) 
Yeah, we need some juicy stuff for the beef of the weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm glad that you say that the beginning of the relationship is kind of like the worst part. Because right now I'm like, I'm having fun, but I'm also dying a little. How so? <laughs> oh, like I have like no sleep. Okay. And I guess like also the farting thing. Like I'm so bloated all the time. Like I don't know if you can tell my face is so bloated right now. The gas goes all the way up to your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not that I eat bad. F- no, maybe I do eat bad food. That's what it is. But I guess because like my mental health is like very strongly correlated with how often I work out and how often I am healthy. So it's been very rare for me. Mm-hmm. So my mental health is falling apart. Um, yeah, I think it gets better. Like I definitely, I know we're like, we're supposed to do the before, but I think we're creeping a little bit into like the beginning, the during. Um, but I think it does get better. Um, I think you just start to not, well, like, I think one, it's like, you just stop, I don't know, being the best version of yourself, but like, I don't want to say it like that. Like, I think you, you just get more sloppier. (laughs) I don't know, like, how they say you're more, like, you are more comfortable, I guess, like, after a while. Like, you stop, like, because they Mm. know so much about you, right? Like, you just, Uh well, I mean, that's how it should progress realistically. Like, because they know so much about you, they don't have all these, like, expectations and stuff. Like, sometimes you just don't shave for months on end and they don't really care. I mean, they shouldn't care, but, like, still, like, you just get comfortable with it yourself, too, as well. I feel like I didn't shave for... Well, because I was like, yeah, whatever. It's too late. We're dating now. Yeah. Can't get out. <laughs> yeah, you do. I guess you get like a lot of that security as well because it's like when I was talking about like the flirtation stage, like there's not a lot of security there. But mm-hmm. then like when you first move into the beginning of the relationship, you do feel a lot more secure, I guess, in the relationship. You also have the honeymoon phase and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess that is all good as well. How long does the honeymoon phase last? As long as you want it to last. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think like a lot of people say that like, oh, it's within the first six months. But I think it's um, like if you keep working at it, I think it's like it'll never go away. And I don't think it should ever go away. Like, yes, you're going to have like bits and times where you're like, oh, like I'm not feeling this or like not like I'm not feeling this. But it's just like I don't I don't feel this as like passionate, I guess, as I used Mm. to. And then, but then you should be able to find your way back because if you, I don't know, I think you should be forever in like a, like kind of a honeymoon phase. Not like one of those, like I'll drop everything and do just this person, but like a nice balance of honeymoon and everything else. That's beautiful. I like that. I was always under the impression because again, listeners, I am an amateur with relationships that I thought honeymoon phase was like three months and then you're like an old ball and chain couple. I mean, I think it's both. Like, I think that like a hundred percent because like you see in movies and stuff where you like, you read online on Reddit and you're like, oh, like honeymoon phase only should only last like, the first six months or whatever. And then you have to settle into like normalcy and it's like, well, no, you shouldn't because once you start settling, you stop like trying and then you stop caring and then that's how the relationship basically goes downhill. Yeah, yeah. this is fair. Um, how do you feel about the honeymoon stage? 
I mean, it's great. I think it's cool, but I think you're right. I am only showing like the best version of myself. I'm not showing all the sad parts, but I did cry randomly yesterday. So shout out to you, Nick. Thanks for taking it so well. <laughs> um, I mean, my, my entire like outlook towards it has changed. It's kind of like honeymoon period just means like you're really happy, right? That's, that's what it that's what it means, right? The safe for work version. You're just happy all the time. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're very much in lust with this person or in love with this person or in like yeah. with this person. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that should always be there. That's why you're in a relationship. If mm -hmm. it's not there anymore. I mean, it doesn't always have to be there. But if like you're finding that it's just never there anymore, then it's like relationship's over. Like there's... You just like fell out of love, lust, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, that's okay too. And we will talk about that in the next episode or yeah. we'll talk more about the during and then the end. Yeah. But as of right now, what are the signs to the beginning of a potential relationship? Hmm. Like, how did you know you and Jordan were headed towards a relationship? Everyone else told us. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I don't know, really. Like, it just never really, like, yes, it kind of crossed my mind, but also it didn't really cross my mind. All I knew at that point was that I really enjoyed talking to him. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. Um, and he would be, like, the one that I would send a lot of my memes to. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded so millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, there were times, like, so... <laughs> Um, his theory is that if you like someone, you like, you want to like, if you're in a group setting, you sit across from them because like that way you can stare at them and like, you can listen to them when they talk and you can like, um, just like always, I guess, be very present. My thing is that if you like someone, you should always sit beside them because then, yeah, exactly. You have the close proximity. You can accidentally like brush against them and everything, yeah. but it's like, I guess it does make it hard to communicate. Hmm. But you're in a group setting. Like, the easiest person to turn to is the person beside you. No, I think it's the person in front of you. I don't, I don't, like, a small group. Like, five people. Actually, to be fair, when we're on our, like, double dates or something, I feel like I always turn, like, because I'm always sitting across from you, I'm always talking to you. Yeah. So next time, we'll get him to sit. <laughs> we'll get them to sit on one side, and we'll sit on one side, and then that way the conversation is across. Nice. Yeah, I guess that's, like, when you do turn, you kind of do whisper. Like, not whisper, but you talk more quietly than if you were, like, talking mm. across the group. But maybe that's just, like, what you, what, like, more, like, what you want more. Like, do you want the conversation more or do you want the physical, like, touch more? Fair. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. We should mm. tell us what your, like, how you sit. How do you position yourself in <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny i'm gonna ask him this tonight too yeah because like when he told me that i was like shocked i was like well no because i do this and he's like oh well i do this i'm like well that explains it like that because you never <laughs> wanted to sit beside me so i was like i i don't know like i don't know what this means like <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny uh and what was the original question how did what i are the know signs the beginning of a potential yeah how did you know you and jordan were like headed for a relationship yeah um, I think it's just like slow, like I don't, I never know if it's headed for a relationship. All I know is like I'm heading towards liking someone. 
if I like them, then yes, there's a potential relationship there. So it's like, I think it's like when it goes from liking, which is like all the things I talked about before, to going towards like, oh, I can see myself being with only this person in a very long term, which we kind of talked about in like episode 10, where it's like, how do you feel about marriage? How do you feel about children? (laughs) That's so funny. Literally on our first in-person date, Nicholas asked me that. And I think that's hilarious because he shamed me for it, basically. When I, I shamed talked. you for it. I was like, what the hell? That is too soon. <laughs> I think he, like you both of you were like, you just laughed at the comment. And I'm very glad he brought that up because I think it's important. I think, yeah, I think it was a good um, question to ask. I mean, I'm glad he didn't ask. He didn't ask me about marriage because I have like weird thoughts about marriage. But um, he asked about kids and I'm, I'm like glad because like I want kids and he does too so if we ever stay long term cool great we got that out of the way yeah because it's like what in tv show tv shows and movies and stuff like people just don't talk about it it's like yeah. you but didn't... also <laughs> like opinions change though because mm-hmm. before he used to be like he did not want kids like he didn't want to do that but then it changed I think in the past couple of years he was like yeah I want kids I think it'd be fun <laughs> fun Honestly, the guy, not the girl, has to push her out of her vagina. What about you? What are, how did you, how did you know? How did you get there? How did you know? I think it was, so I, not that I date a lot, but I've gone on a lot of first dates. And I'm always really aware of, like, how I am, like, how I feel on first dates. Because I think, like, that matters the most. And I feel like in the past, when I was on the first dates, I was like, okay, I only want to talk to the person for, like, a couple hours. And then I want to leave. Because, like, I'd rather go hang out with my friends or something. Or something cool. Like, they're not that fun to talk to. But with Nicholas, it was, like, completely different. It was, like, we, even on our first date, we talked for, like, five or six hours or something. Like, we didn't go home till like, 2 a.m. And this was, like, our very first date, which is insane. Um, And I was, like, wow, I could, like, talk to this guy forever. Like, we have so much in common. Like, we don't actually have, like, that much in common. But I think, like, our values and everything was, like, very aligned. That I was, like, well this is great I'm like it's very rare to find not very rare but in my experience it was very rare to find Mm -hmm. but I was like oh wow this person's like really fun to talk to and also I have a weird thing with touch I think like for a long time I just like didn't like touching people but then he would like very casually like touch me and like touch the small of my back or something or like if I said something funny he would like put his arm around my back and this is like our first date and I was like oh my god this is like He's very comfortable with me and like I'm very comfortable with like him touching me and I was like ah that's like kind of weird and come off in a creepy way and I was like oh and I remember texting you too right after the first day I was like oh my god I really like this guy he's so cute um and he's like so funny and yeah we talked for so long it was great so I think that was that was good that was when I was like well this has potential here we could see this going somewhere so what kind of made you shift from this has potential to um, we're going to start dating? I wonder what it was. I think it was like the date before we became official when we were talking about red flags about each other. We I think, yeah, I, I think we like openly addressed it. Like any red flags that they had of themselves. Like, did they think they had any red flags or did we think we had any red, red flags of each other? I think that that was when I'm, I was like, oh, like, are we are we going to do this? Are we going to get into a relationship right now? But I was in my head, I was like, I have no expectation of this. This is my very first relationship. 
honestly in my head I just wanted even if it was like a short-term relationship I just wanted like to be with a nice guy like date a little bit because I'm like in my mid-20s like let's see how this goes I've never been in a real relationship before um or even if it was like a like a casual relationship whatever like you know what it was like my 20s it was a pandemic oh yeah it was a pandemic when we started dating sorry everyone sorry mom um but like you know like I I feel like I I, I wanted to have like that 20s moment because I feel like I, I play it pretty safe and responsible for most of my life um and then he was like no like I want like a long-term relationship like yeah we were on the same page so it was cool do you think you should go into a relationship expecting a long-term relationship or do you think you should go in expecting it to be casual or do you think you should go into it with a different mentality so i went through it expecting short term i was like okay oh yeah in the first month we were dating together i was like every single day i was like oh today's gonna be our last day together he's gonna like see right through me like we're we're over i don't think i'm like i think he's like way better looking than me i think he's like like too good for me. I thought we were going to like be done in a month. Um, but then I, think I asked him and he was like, no, I see us long-term. I thought that was pretty sweet, but maybe my bar is low, but I feel like you should not go in thinking it's going to be short-term because that was a very chaotic first month for me. Um, I think you should go into it, like go all in, I think is my advice because like, yes, you it could be embarrassing. Yes, it's vulnerable and you feel weak, but also, it's like, you don't want to look back and be like, oh, I regret this. I could have done this differently. I should have expressed like more affection or something like that. I think you should go all in, see if it works. And if it doesn't, then lessons learned and they weren't the right person for you. Oh, that was really good. I like that. Nice. Way to go, Maggie. Yeah. Like, all in, not like financially. Like, don't no. move across <laughs> the world for someone. Save your money. Spend his. <laughs> She's joking. I'm joking. <laughs> So, Nick, why didn't you book the Fairmont Hotel for us? At Nick. Explain yourself. (laughs) The the best part about this is now, like, because Jordy used to always get mad that I always tell one part of the story, and it's my, like, it's my side of the story, right? So he never really gets to dispute it. He just gets to listen to it afterwards and be like, oh my god, that's not what happened, even though that's what happened. But now, you get to talk about Nicholas, and then it's basically the same thing. (laughs) So you're going to take my side, right? I take yeah. your side all the time. Yeah. I mean, what have I not taken your side yet? Yeah, exactly. I've never not taken your side. Except for when you kind of mansplayed Jordan's commute to him. That was the only <laughs> thing. Do you feel like you regret anything in, like, the beginning of the relationship? Like, would you have done anything differently? <laughs> I wish Jordan didn't move to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was wild. That was wild. I honestly did like i am shocked that i was able to do long distance me too because i'm thinking about it now and i'm like i don't think i don't know if me and nicholas would survive if we did long distance but like go you guys so you wish that jordan didn't go to vancouver like yes and no like i think it's like like i say that now because like obviously like that would have been better but it's like i wouldn't have stopped him anyways even if like we had gotten together earlier just because it's like it's what he wanted to do, even though it was very spontaneous. But it wasn't like it wasn't that long. I think it was like eight months, which is still kind of a long time. And then it kind of sucks as well now because it's like, oh, we both live at home. Yeah, that is a tricky part. Yeah, I think it's harder to go from like living like on your own 
and then living back at home. I think it's tricky for any beginning of a relationship as an adult to be living at home. Yeah. Because now I feel like a teenager all the time. Yeah. I feel like a better version of a teenager because like I don't have a curfew, but yeah, my mom's like pretty cool about it. Like she doesn't ask where I am when I don't come home. But also I feel like she judges me a little bit. And also I feel like I'm bothering his mom when I'm over all the time. Yeah, it sucks because it's like, like, yes, you don't have to like sneak around and stuff, but at the same time, it's like, ooh. You're right. It's like you're supervising your relationship. Yeah. It's like if you have your mom drop you off at the movies and sit a few rows back and then watch you. (laughs) Um, Have there ever been like red flags in the beginning of a relationship that you just like ignored until it finally came up afterwards? Not like your current one, but like in the past. Um, yeah, I think it was (laughs) kinda, I think there was one where it was like, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't really sure yet. Um, like I was just still kind of like in the, oh, like, we'll see where this goes phase. Like I didn't really, like we hadn't even known each other for very long for maybe like a day or two, but then like he like immediately asked me out and I was like, oh no. So I was just like, okay, I guess like, I'll just, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, we'll just see where this goes. Um, flash forward though even like a month and a half later I'm like oh I need to get out of this relationship because I'm like I didn't really want to be in this relationship in the first place so I basically like texted him being like hey like you know like we didn't really talk about like getting into a relationship at all like I was never really like um like I was never really there I guess when you were there kind of thing and then I had to break up with him on campus and then he started crying on campus and I was like and like afterwards we like we we're still pretty good friends though like that was the thing that was like that is how I think the path should have went I think we would have just stayed as friends but because he like sh- jumped the gun for some reason we ended up having like this weird relationship for a bit and then becoming like ultimately being friends in the end because like I think he's really cool and everything and he's like um like great to talk to but it was just never like relationship type of material for like us like we were just not compatible yeah yeah i think like other ones i think like nothing really in the beginning but more so like just like changed throughout like the relationship such that like they became someone that i didn't really know anymore like they became so different from what they used to be that it's just like like i never would have knew that like known that from the beginning and it's like that sucks because it's like oh you've already invested this much time and now they're a completely different person but i guess you change as well so mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, is it did I change too much or did they change too much or did we just both change in different directions kind of thing? And then that like ultimately ended that as well. I mean, I think it's good to change. Like you're you're both like developing human beings, but it's like, do you want to be accepting of each other's changes? Mm-hmm. Especially because like you're so young, right? Like we're still mm-hmm. only in our 20s. So it's like, it's pretty natural for us to like adopt and change and like move mm-hmm. forward and so on. It's like, yeah, I think some, you change alongside each other and like you, or like you adopt to like this, like, I mean, like not change like drastically, like drastically for the worst. Like if they go like a complete, mm-hmm. complete 180, I don't think that like you need to support them on that. But yeah. if it's like minor changes for the better, I think that's something you should be supporting each other on. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I always see, like, red flags, like, right away, like, on the first day. Like, I think that's, like, one of my specialties, if we will. 
I always see flaws in people. Your brother uh, also said that. Yeah, but he sticks around for the flaws. I don't. <laughs> hey guys, it's your boy Maggie. I'm here just to correct something. I, in fact, did spot the red flags early and, in fact, did stick around and went through a similar thing Wanda did. I had unlocked a repressed memory. We will talk about this another time. Okay, bye! Like, the people that always say that I can spot red flags immediately are also the people who end up in really shitty yeah. relationships. I feel like I do kind of rush into, I think I rush into my relationship a little bit. Because the, like, the flirtatious part, I think, like, stressed me out so much. And I was always like, when are they going to ask me to be in a relationship? Like, do they even like me? What are we doing? Are we just friends? Because he took so long to even set up a date. Um, because I had to do it. Um, so I was like, okay, like what's happening here? So I feel like I kind of like rushed into a relationship, maybe a little bit quicker. Like I wouldn't have minded. I mean, I wouldn't have minded like still dating for a little bit longer than that stressful stage, I guess, just to make sure we really knew each other. But then I also am okay with like how we did things because like it got to where we are now. And I think like where we are now is a good spot. So it's like, but I wonder why people want to rush into relationships so bad. Because I was so happy being single. Because the person who wanted to rush into a relationship. Right? It makes no sense to me. I, <laughs> nothing pleases me. Um, I don't know if you remember this person. But um, I think it was like two or three years ago. And like you, this was when you went on a walk and you got blisters because you wore the wrong shoes. Um, yes. And you, or like, I think you were like, oh, like, I think I might kind of like him. And whatever but then afterwards you were like kind of thinking about it and you're like oh no I didn't we didn't have anything in common yes I remember he was oh my god this is one of those things where I was like I saw red flags and I ignored them yeah but like he ghosted me actually but I don't know if he's really ghost because he go he tried to go he didn't try he just like didn't reply to my text and then I was like oh he ghosted me and then I texted back and then he was like, oh, hey, it's like really nice to hear from you. I'm so glad you texted. I was going through some stuff. And then the second time around, he didn't reply to my text again. So then I just left it and then he never texted me back. So I was like, okay, whatever, we're done. I'm I not mean, gonna text. this was good. This, this was good. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of like problems with him. Yeah. But you and like, him. yeah. And if like he had continued, if we had continued seeing each other, like I might have dated him yeah. and that would have been very bad for our first relationship. And I just remembered what I was going to ask you. Um, do you think opposites attract or do you think birds of a feather flock together? That's a new phrase I learned this week. I think, honestly, birds of a feather flock together. I think the whole opposites attract thing is just rom-com propaganda. Because <laughs> I feel like you want to be on the same page about a lot of stuff. Like, okay, think of that episode of How I Met Your Mother, Ted and Zoe. They were always arguing with each other, like never on the same side. See how stressed out he was. Like, if you're on the same page about a lot of stuff, then it's like, it's great. Like, it's like dating your best friend. Do you not want that? And I mean, okay, no, you don't want to be exactly identical, but I feel like you want to be alike on a lot of stuff, but also have different things, you know, like you're not going to be the exact same person. Yeah, I think it's like, um, there's smaller things where you don't have to be similar on, though. Like, if you don't listen to the same music or, uh, like, the same video games. Like, there's very, like, 
it depends on what you value and what you think is important mm-hmm. so it's like i could say something like that but then maybe if music is something that's really important to you and you like the other person doesn't like music obviously you are opposites in that sense but then there are like it depends on like what you don't oh, excuse me what you don't care about are the things that you don't necessarily have to be aligned in because like as maggie said you don't have to be the same person you just have to be similar enough in the things that you actually value which is usually like political stuff um just like general opinions on things um i don't know for me it's food like (laughs) um and like sometimes like just being able to share in each other's hobbies like it doesn't have to be that like um for example i would never watch a scary movie never ever ever um and if the other person was like really into scary movies like we would never work out just because like i am so frightened by them i would not put myself through that for anybody um I think another thing too that really helps me to see if like the relationship is going to be good or maybe it's a placebo thing but I make them take a lot of personality tests I made him take the 16 personality test I made him take um oh the love language test I made him take a Harry Potter sorting house test like I I gotta make sure I got a good one because if we're doing long term, like, I got to see if you're compatible. And I don't have the time to wait around for five months before you do something weird. Let's test this out now. But also, I guess you can just say the right things on paper. But anyways, he did a lot of tests. He thought it was nice, I guess. But I think it was good that I made him do, like, all those quizzes. Because I think it gave me a better idea of who he was as a person. And same with the love language thing, too. I feel like love languages are very important and very not talked about a lot in relationships. I think it's actually starting to come up a lot more. Um, We were sitting at a restaurant on a patio in the middle of nowhere at Trent's Cottage. And this couple beside us, she was like, have you ever heard of love languages to the guy that was sitting with her? And then he was like, no. And then she went on this whole 20 minute spiel about what love languages are and then proceeded to make him take a test while they were eating out. And I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Me, I would do that. (laughs) Also, and like the advice she gave me was kind of bad. What was it? Oh, it was things like I was always like, oh, like like who should say stuff first? Like saying saying things like I love you or something like that. Like who does who says that stuff first? And she was like, girls should always wait for the guys to say it first. I don't agree with that. What do you think? <laughs> so um, I'm not going to include names, but there is a couple I know where. Um, the girl was waiting for the guy to say it first because if she said it first it invalidated it like the love basically she so her friend told her to wait until the guy just like size it first and then she wanted to say it but she didn't want to say it first so she continuously hinted at trying to get him to say it him knowing that what she was doing then refused to say it because <laughs> he wanted to fuck with her um and then Awful. she ended up saying it first obviously because she got fed up with that but like there is no rule there is no invalidation i guess to like who should say it first like girls can ask out guys girls can say it like i love you first uh girls can do anything like you're not like i don't like i when i was younger i used to believe these things too where it's like um there's like oh you have to wait for the guy to do everything but it's like 
I am a boss ass woman. I can do these things mm-hmm. first myself. It doesn't mean any less if I say it first um, in comparison to them. So I completely 100% agree with you and not with the advice that your friend gave you. Yeah, it was it was not great advice. And now I'm like, I see why your relationship didn't last. But I'm like, I wonder where that came from because she was with him for two years and I've only been in mine for like three months. So maybe it's just like different, different messages growing up, or maybe just like different security levels. Mm-hmm. I think both. I think it's like the messaging is in all rom-coms is like you wait for him to say it first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a thing that gets perpetuated throughout like f- female friend groups too. Like people, you look to other people who've been in relationships and they'll be like, oh, well, he said it first. And then they're like, okay, so I'm going to wait for mm-hmm. like, my boyfriend to say it first then. But uh, yeah, I think it's also one of those things where it's like you want the stereotype is like the guy is always like the dominant one in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But when I think about it, I'm like, I don't think I want the guy to be the dominant one. I think I want us to be equal because I think I would get like resentful towards him if he was the dominant one and I wouldn't be able to take it. (laughs) Yeah, like making the first move, like kind of thing, like you Mm -hmm. always want them to do it, but then you want them to do it. The but then like, like they don't they're too slow yeah and like they don't they don't do it the way i want so then i have to do it yeah take charge yeah it but is. also you know it's like it's like back to our whole dark side of feminism thing you know it's like i want them to take the charge but i also i want to take the charge and it's like i want them to read my mind and do yeah. exactly what i'm thinking exactly but i don't know what's in my mind i don't know what i want <laughs> I think this is the trippiest thing ever um and like this is not supposed to be like a brag in any way but there are times where if i'm thinking a thought loud enough in my head jordan will somehow say that thought and it's insane and it's happened like multiple times where i'm like holy crap like how did you know like i was literally just thinking about this and then like it's only happened once the opposite way around where i was like i said something that he was thinking about but he's done it a few times now where it's like if i really think something he'll say it that's kind of cute but also me and you do that yeah and we're not even like in the same room we're texting (laughs) (laughs) but mostly minds are like things i want him to do so it's like if i want like a cup of tea or something i'd be like thinking like oh like i should get myself a cup of tea and then he would literally just get up at that moment and be like hey do you want me to make you a cup of tea oh yeah i basically have twin telepathy with him and me yeah you're for (laughs) us it's more like conversations or things to do yes i mean i feel like they're really important conversations to have with the other person before you even get into Mm -hmm. the relationship um like i don't know what's an important question to have with them she want kids <laughs> that that is important oh my question to them was are you sure you're over your exes mm-hmm. if they came calling would you come back to them like are you really over them like, yeah but, long but what if they like they haven't... lie no but like what if they haven't ha- like seen them in like four years Okay, then that's a different scenario. (laughs) But that's not even, like, a conversation. Unless then, like, four years and it's like, you you dodged a bullet. This guy's not over this girl from four years ago. Yeah, fair. What if they lie? Yeah, that's that's also concerning. 
And then I, I always think about that too in the back of my head. What else is there? Oh, I guess it's more of like a, not really something to ask, but I guess just kind of like seeing what they do with their free time. Like, are they always going out with the boys or like the girls or like, are they always drinking, partying? Um, are they oh, a workaholic? Yeah. Like just things Actually, that you, you can't, you know that you're not going to be able to tolerate like when you're in a relationship because you can't even tolerate that now. That's actually, yeah, really good point. And I think we talked about that too, because I, yeah, I don't think I could be with someone who was like an alcoholic mm-hmm. or like partied all the time, was really into drugs. That's just like not me. Yeah. And like, I know people who are like people who like do enjoy going clubbing together, who do enjoy like... Um, I don't know, recreational drugs, going to raves, all those things. And it's like, if it's something you like to do together, then completely fine. I'd also not want to be with someone who spends all their time with their friends. Um, like, if you need a boys' night, like, three, four times a week, I'm like... Am I not enough? <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of boys' nights. <laughs> but also, like, I feel like I spend a lot of time with my friends. Yeah, but, like, is it more... Then you spend with like, are you ditching plans with Nicholas to spend time with your friends? Oh, no. Yeah. That's the scenario we combine. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's mostly just like putting their friends' needs over yours as like the significant other, I think is something just like, just selfishness, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to be in a place where I put my boyfriend over my friends, but also I don't want to be in a place where I put my friends over my boyfriend. Yeah. So equality. Yeah. That's what they mean by equality. <laughs> but also there's like a quote from the Mindy project where she was like, Oh my God, you know that I would, I'd love it. I can't wait for the day I ditch my friends for a boy. Yeah. I think it's also like how they treat you. Like it's a lot of things to watch out for, I guess. Um, like, do they put you down? Do they say passive aggressive comments to you? Do they pump you up? <laughs> I think we, I do like something we talked about from the rom-com thing. Like I asked them a lot of hypothetical questions. Mm-hmm. Like, would you tell me if this happened? Like, what would you do in this scenario? I asked that a lot. I do that too. And I think it's a girl trope. Like it's one of those, like, you know, like, um, he's like turned around they're like in bed and then like it's her like half turn she'd be like so what do you think of like what would you do if i died (laughs) so funny wait i have asked that question before (laughs) i have too mine was if i died how long would you wait (laughs) that's a great question i'm gonna ask that today oh my god okay oh and i think we I think we what we talked about too so I like to approach things with like a business thing mm-hmm. where it's like you know like performance review yeah check in once a month kind of thing and we tend to do this um at the time of our like month anniversary kind of thing it's like oh hey it's like our two month three month whatever just checking in how is everything like what's good what could be better any any words of improvement for me to take away for before next month or next quarter or whatever um and I think that's really good to, to do check-ins. And I told him that at the very beginning, that that's what I want because like, I'm new to this. Like he's been in like some bad relationships. Like, I think it's always good to check in and have that open communication thing. Um, and I think we, we talked about like what makes like a good boyfriend or a good girlfriend too. And for him, it was just like, just be honest, 
Also, don't cheat on me. The and bare like, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> I like to find that exactly what is cheating. Um, mm-hmm. I Yeah. Oh, and asking, have you ever cheated in a relationship? I mean, maybe, like, cheaters are, aren't always going to be cheaters, but it's, like, uh, it's one of those things where I'm, like, hmm. You cheated before. How do I know you're not going to do it again? Yeah, I think, like, before asking any question, I think you have to prepare yourself for also the worst possible answer that you... And it's, like, do you actually want to hear this? Yeah. What do you think? Did we miss anything else? Um, You know what? We'll just roll it up up in the during part of next episode. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay, what's our question of the week? Um, what would you do before a relationship? Which phase do you find the most stressful before the relationship, during the relationship, the flirtatious part of it, or after? I guess the breakup is pretty stressful for a lot of people, oh. so I'll take, I'll take that one out. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, I guess, next week we'll do breakup tips. Yeah, during and after. I have no breakup tips. Only the tips where it's like the breakup where it's like you're not even official. But Ooh. you still feel it's a breakup. Still. Let's stay tuned. Stay tuned yeah. for part two. Part two of where it will be during and after. Nice. <laughs> where we break up with our boyfriends live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then you write us about how you think we did on our breakups and who did it yeah. better yeah it's it's not you it's us <laughs> Ooh, that should be the title of next up next episode that's a great title yeah okay thanks for tuning in again for this week's episode like us and follow us wherever you get your podcast and on youtube go follow us on social media tiktok twitter and instagram so maggie will step up her game again and Tune in again next Thursday for another episode and part two of this episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.